So we're going way back before the Bible, before the Old Testament, before the Egyptians. We have the ancient spiritual motherland of India. And the tradition there is so deep, and now it's been preserved and represented in English. So I'll read the verse here. Ashradadhana Purusha Dharmasyasya Parantapa Aprapya Mam Nivartante Translation, those who are faithful in this devotional service, excuse me, those who are not faithful in this devotional service cannot attain me, O conqueror of enemies. Therefore they return to the path of birth and death in this material world. So, faith is an essential ingredient in anything that you do. Whatever we do, we have faith. Some people claim, oh, you religious people, you have faith, but we're scientific. We only have, we, we don't have faith, we just have knowledge. That's incorrect. You have faith in so many things. They have faith in the equations that they use. They have faith in the scientists conducting the experiment. They have faith in the recordings that they're getting from their microscopes or their instruments. Faith is not the variable. The variable is what do you have faith in? Everyone has faith. Someone might have faith in a politician. Someone might have faith in a celebrity. Someone else might have faith in a spiritualist, a yogi, or a sage. So it's not that we only have faith. No, everyone has faith. But where do you put your faith? So in bhakti, in devotional service, we put our faith in divine revelation. Someone else puts their faith in just their senses, what they can perceive with their gross senses, what I can see, what I can touch, what I can taste. The principle of faith is universal. This text is saying, those who are not faithful in this, dharma, dharma is the word we have in Sanskrit, which means a religious process. A spiritual practice, your dharma. The dharma of the soul is to be connected with the supreme soul. That's our true nature. That's who we are in our deepest sense. Everything we put on top of that is like a detail. I'm a man. I'm a woman. I'm a skater. I'm a surfer. I'm a doctor. I'm a housewife. I'm a professor. That's not the real dharma. The dharma is that I am a particle of God. And the goal of my life is to reconnect. That's called yoga. To reconnect with the divine, with my divine nature. My divine essence. Otherwise, we're just living in an, we're living a, uh, a shadow. We're living in a costume. This, so that's what's mentioned here. The material body, our body, is a costume for the soul. And we get so fixated on the costume, which is going to change, that we forget about what's inside. The other example is a lady. She was an old lady, and she had a pet parakeet, a bird. You know, always making the bird sound. <whistles> Little chirping bird. Now, she was started to lose her vision so she couldn't see so well. So she would go to the birdcage 
and very carefully clean the cage every day, thinking this is what my bird really likes, a clean cage. So she would polish it, paint it, decorate it. She knew this is what would please the bird. What happened was she was getting old. She forgot to take care of the bird inside. She polished the cage so nicely, but guess what? The bird, he passed on. The bird died inside the cage. She spent all her time taking care of the cage. She forgot to take care of what was in the cage, the actual living being. So we take care so much of this body, but our culture, our society is not teaching us how to take care of the soul. So you can have a beautiful body, but what, how much beauty is our soul able to exude? How, how, how much have we beautified our soul? It means how much have we reconnected it, revitalized it in its true spiritual essence of pure beauty, absolute beauty? Otherwise, again, it's, we're living in an illusion. And this is mentioning here this cycle. Those who don't have faith in this Dharma, then they return to the path of birth and death in this material world. This is called Sangsara. In India, this is a very common knowledge. Everyone knows Samsara, the cycle of birth and death. In the Vedas, this is a cyclical cosmology. The universe acts in different ages. Also, we, the soul, go through different bodies. Reincarnation. We progress through different bodies. That's called samsara. It's a cycle. And when we awaken transcendental knowledge, then we can get out of that cycle. But to do it, we have to have this faith. And that faith is developed and awakened in the association of people who have this faith, people who have this knowledge. We talked last week about different kinds of knowledge. So many people can have knowledge. What kind of knowledge do you have? That's the question. It's not how much do you have, it's what is its nature? What kind of knowledge is it? The Bhagavad Gita is teaching us transcendental knowledge. So I'll read selected parts from the purport here. This says, By giving water to the root of a tree, one satisfies its branches, twigs, and leaves. And by supplying food to the stomach, one satisfies all the senses of the body. Simply by engaging in the transcendental service of the Supreme Lord, one automatically satisfies all the demigods and all other living entities. So this is an example that we quote again and again, that some, we, we come up with in our heads some reason why we can't go deeper in our spiritual life. The, the buts, yeah, but I want to do this or but that. We think some other things should really take precedence. So this transcendental scripture, Srimad Bhagavatam, the Vedas, the essence of all the Vedas teaches you 
No. There's no but. There's nothing that is above for any reason. Reconnecting yourself with the absolute truth. In all circumstances, in all times, in all places, that is the highest dharma. That is the highest duty of the human being. That is the highest path.